right when you don't know what to do just keep on breathing from the city of angels in los angeles welcome to all my listeners out there in radio land i'm dave the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com normally along with my lovely co-host former mayor of a california beach town debbie peterson but she is not with us today so we will miss her sorely but we're also coming to you live and on demand 24 7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 global audio video platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, the list goes on and on. And we were just raised from number two to number one caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of mm-hmm. thousands. And we're real proud of that. And number one on Player FM, number one on CaringVillage.com, the number one caregiving podcast on the internet. We have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Three wonderful guests who will be joining me and Sherelle Mims November 10th and 11th on a virtual caregiver symposium. I don't know what we call it, but it is a virtual uh, caregiver event. And we are all uh, speakers there. So let's start with Keith Demps of Orlando, Florida. He's co-founder of KLD Consulting which specializes in self-care, caregiver wellness. He's a co-creator of the DEMPS Caregiver Wellness. That's an acronym, Caregiver Wellness Roadmap. Keith is a nationally certified caregiver by the American Caregiver Association. His wife, Dr. Kat DEMPS, and co-founder of KLD Consulting, is a multilingual, nationally certified speech-language pathologist, linguist, certified autism specialist, certified public health researcher, and certified in the practice of cognitive rehabilitation. She is ACA Advanced National Caregiving and Assisted Living certified, and Kat is founder and director of Dr. Love's Healthcare 501c3, uh, K&K Services, and Dr. Love's Integrative Nutrition and Lifestyle Medicine, PLLC. Man, these people have a lot of letters after their names. That's very impressive. (laughs) And my third guest is Monica Stewart, the Director of Operations for AMPT. She oversees the administration of Music Academy, Technology, Training, and Russell Tech Business Incubator, RTBI. She has a BS in economics and her master's in business administration. She has an extensive background in banking, human resources, insurance, healthcare, and the nonprofit sector. She seeks to provide career development and encourage the educational journeys of adult learners and their families. And we will be talking to them in a second. But before we get started, I want to thank my last week's guest, family administrator and home care consultant, Mary Beal, uh, Dr. Atel Lords, and Tony Gitlis, all also speakers at the November 10th and 11th uh, Caregiver Symposium event that is virtual. And so let's see, we interviewed uh, three last week, three this week. Plus me, so it's seven out of the 20. So that's not bad. Um, you're just going to have to tune in and hear the rest of them. They were just too busy or could not open their schedule to 
uh, come on this show. So enough of that. Uh, Keith, Kat, Monica, so great to have you all on the Caregiver Day radio show. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much Thank for you. the invitation. <laughs> and I always like like to ask my guests just who are you and why were you placed on this earth? I'll start with Keith. Oh my Keith. goodness. I'm so used to I'm a southern gentleman, Dave. I'm so used to ladies going first, but uh, if it's not okay, on this show. Uh, <laughs> I think they've acquired quite enough power here. Not enough, but uh well deserved power. So they are equals now. <laughs> well, I thank you so much, Dave. I am Keith Demps from originally from Orlando, Florida. And my wife and I are now reside in uh, Texas, wonderful Texas, beautiful Texas. My goodness, been caregiving for quite some time now. I met my wife when I was in the middle of caregiving for my mother, who is no longer with us now, but we thank God for that. For quite a number of years, over 52 years, mm -hmm. should I say. And now we have been happily married over three years now. And we reside here in Texas, as I mentioned before, caregiving for her beautiful parents. Uh, and Dr. Cat, how would you describe yourself, uh, basically? I think he did some of your work for you, but what, what don't we know about you? He did. He's my better half. So I'm Cat Dempson. I'm a wife, uh, a caregiver to my mother. The <clears throat> state it moved from a three-year stint in Jersey. Um, working in the ministry as well as healthcare and telecommunications in Manhattan to caregive for my parents. My father is no longer with us as of August of this year. Uh, so we are full-time caregivers and trying to help others self-care without sacrificing their own health. Awesome. And Monica, same question. Who is Monica Stewart? No relation to Martha Stewart, I am told. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Um, so... During the day, I am um, the director of operations of a nonprofit where we are really trying to change the demographic in technology. Um, we also provide music to students um, and also a business incubator. So really trying to change the demographic because of disparities in lending and overall resources to minority business businesses in the Louisville area. Um, on a personal level, I am, have been a caregiver for my stepfather and have been a care, caregiver for my mother for the past 10 years. And um, also my husband was diagnosed with uh, stage three lung cancer oh, um, three years ago. He's now in remission. So I've uh, been a care, caregiver for uh, several people. And uh, with my business, Transitions Caregiver Solutions, or TCS, want to give the resources to individuals that are going through same similar situations, not just those with aging parents, but it could be a parent with a child with autism or disability, but getting them connected to the resources that they need to um, create a pathway of health for that loved one or make them comfortable if they are in the last stages of life. Awesome. Now, I met uh, Miss Sherelle Mims, who mm -hmm. is hosting this event on November 10th and 11th, and it's an amazing event. She told me last time she had 400 caregivers tune in, mm -hmm. which is not an easy task to do, to get that mm -hmm. many caregivers, because many of them, you know, they don't put on their oxygen mask on first. They're, mm -hmm. they're giving, giving, giving till there's nothing left to give, and, and they're burning out, and they don't have time to care for themselves, but 
I don't know how she did it, but she managed to get 400 caregivers to come. And I bet she beats that number this time. So uh, thank you, Keith and Kat, for introducing me to her. And now I will be uh, a keynote speaker as well as uh, you all. I should say y'all. And uh, why don't you tell me, uh, Keith and Kat, how you met Sherelle? Yes, uh, they have great questions. So it was a LinkedIn uh, connection. Uh, I saw Sherelle on LinkedIn advertising for the event and reached out to her and the rest is history. Wow. So you've both of you have spoken there uh, at the last one. They, she does two a year, is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how did that one go? It had great attendance, huh? Oh, it was wonderful. I mean, the the what we love the most here is the interaction with the questions while we were live from mm. people, which is very good to connect with to mm -hmm. see where people's uh, heart is at, what they're going through, who you're talking with. So it was wonderful. This is like Saturday Night Live, only it's Saturday morning live, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's stressful for the producer, but uh, very beneficial for the uh, for the guests who are listening. Um, Monica, how did you meet Sherelle? Uh, uh, yes, I there a lady came into our business incubator office and wanting some resources. And she told me about her business, and then I told her about my business, and she said that um, Sherelle was organizing a conference and that I should reach out to her, and I did, and I'm so thankful that I did. It's been a great connection to several caregivers. I've talked to several people across the country that I wouldn't have met had I not made that connection, so very thankful yeah. to be here. She's a great networker. I've, I haven't met mm -hmm. too many people in the caregiving circles who are as good a networker as she is. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I'm excited. This is probably the best event I have done with the most potential, you know, other than radio, of course, because you, you never know how many people listening on radio, sometimes mm -hmm. thousands and sometimes more. Mm -hmm. um, but to actually do a virtual event, and, and I hope one day it can be uh, an in-person event, because she actually did a billboard in, um, in Delaware uh, and we're all on the billboard. It's a beautiful billboard. I'm sure, it costs a lot of money, and um, I'm I'm just so impressed. She really knows how to put on an event. Yeah. So let's get down to this, um, Keith and Cat. What are you guys going to talk about at the event? Give them a little teaser. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Dave. Uh, so what we're going to talk about is what we live each and every day, and what we see happening. Yeah, throughout the world, United States, in homes, and families, and that is caregiving for loved ones, but the caregiver themselves. And what we're going to talk about is talk about the caregiving as it tends to caregivers' life, you know, how to take care of one's health and life without sacrificing it, and taking care of oneself, because we sometimes, well not sometimes, we do lose ourselves in caregiving and then on average, when the caregivers or the loved ones that whoever they're caring for, if they pass away, then we're lost trying to find out our identity. Who are we? I mean, where did we go with our life from here? Because uh -huh. we're so much of ourselves into others that we tend to forget about ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Well and how do you deal uh, with caregivers uh, yourselves? I mean, besides taking care of your parents um how do you interact with other caregivers out there 
Yeah, that's another great question. So we, you know, we have our own caregiver wellness roadmap. That's what the acronym DEMPS is, stands for. And we've done corporate trainings. We've done one-on-one -on -one coaching. But mainly we run into people during our activities of daily living. We end up finding ourselves running into people yes. who are in the same situation. It's a very informal conversation. And usually it's it's either tears or cheers that we've connected because they found another uh, source of social support. Uh-huh. That's yeah. great. Um, and Monica, what will you be talking about uh, at the event in November on the 10th, 11th? 10th and or 11th. I know I'm on the 10th. <laughs> I'm just going to share my overall caregiver journey, um, really give participants uh, the ability to really access um, things that they would need for their loved one. I know that with my family, there wasn't any previous planning. And so we didn't have those conversations until it was too late. Uh -huh. um, really talking about building a support team, creating those legal and financial documents and really talking about when there's health changes and uh -huh. does that need change as far as like, is that, can that person still stay in the home or do they need to be moved to a facility? Really talking about just kind of echoing uh, the camps is reducing that compassion fatigue. Uh, Cause myself, I was in depression and didn't know it until um, went to a physical so really understanding uh, to build that system a team of teamwork to kind of take some of the stress off the caregiver um, and to initiate that self-care and to start planning as soon as possible. Um, and because you want to get those things set up for your family before it's too late. Mm. Mm. So you talk about uh, compassion fatigue. Is that the same thing as caregiver burnout or is it different? I think it's it's the same. Um, just <laughs> just get, a different way of saying it, huh? <laughs> yes, right. Because you get kind of, um, and you don't realize it until you you basically medically or physically break down. So just really being aware of that. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I will. Uh, can you come <laughs> up with five ways that a caregiver can reduce their compassion fatigue? Sure. The most important um, first and then going down. Right. Um, so to really keep yourself healthy, um, share the responsibility. Um, everything doesn't have to be on you. So creating that support team um, to ensure you take some mental breaks uh, and uh, identify other people that can maybe come in, even if it's just for an hour or two for you to be able to go out and run some errands. And then find those things that you enjoy, you know, whether that's dancing, yoga, whatever that is for for you. And to do that as much as possible uh, when you have the time, um, even at work, I just when it's when it's warm outside, I just take a brief walk, whether that's, you know, 20 or 30 minutes just to get out of the office, just to kind of clear my head. And I think everybody needs that time. Keith and Kat, uh, you talk about caregiver burnout. As, mm -hmm. as do I, what are your top five uh, tips to mm -hmm. help caregivers reduce their burnout? Wonderful question. The first part of it is first identify 
that you're burned out. Love what Monica just said, because a lot of times we're get in out of denial. Yeah, mm-hmm. get number one, get out of denial. Number two, uh, spiritual help. There's always a source of spiritual help is because when when we're in caregiving, the biggest thing is we have to rely on something that's greater than us. That's one of the things that my wife and I touch yeah. on with DEMP's uh, roadmap is identify that. And then the other part is develop, pivot, maintain, and learn how to pivot and have sources that's there. And yeah. So you, you asked for five and my husband, he just summed it up well. So it's just, there's really five strategies because there's different things that you can do, but the how is the same. And so those five strategies is once you do your needs assessment, develop a self-care plan, execute it, maintain it, pivot as needed, and then source out what you know you can't do. Like what Monica said, have some a sitter come in, have you know a gratitude journal, a meditation time, an hour where you just shut off your phone. Whatever the what is, that's fine. That's personalized to you. But the how is that dense wellness roadmap that we stick with. We and, try to stick with. And also, too, David, I may say the key thing for us is we have to know our capacity. If we do not know our capacity in everything, not just caregiving, in everything, then we're all over the place. Mm-hmm. We're, we're spending most of our life pouring out and not being charged us, poured into. Yeah. Well, and to answer the same question that I asked you guys, five uh, tips for burnout, you know, from my experience, because I've got 34,000 caregivers that I deal with. And after a while, you realize there's a common theme going around, you know, 30% of them, uh, I don't think I can help them. You know, they're, they're just set in their ways. They're just uh, uh, bound by negativity. And, um, you know, they complain and you try to uh, help them and let them know that caregiving can be fun. You know, caregiving can be rewarding. Caregiving can be, you know, wow, you get to do this. You know, this isn't forever. It's only temporary. And you're going to look back when it's over and you're going to miss it, you know. So I came up with a care formula, an acronym, C-A-R-E. C, communicate with your friends, you know. Don't just uh, isolate yourselves. You want to be able to maintain those relationships you know if you used to go to lunch with somebody continue going to lunch with them if you used to go out at the gym continue doing that if you used to get your nails done if you're a woman well even men do it too you know (laughs) just keep doing that don't pollute your relationships with your friends by bringing the the junk of caregiving you know when i say the junk you know the venting you know the every caregiver has a bad day it's inevitable in fact it's guaranteed You know, bad things will happen. You know, maybe you'll have a, a diaper accident or maybe, you know, your care receiver is just very stubborn and very obstinate and, and you know, you're at your your limit. Whatever those ventings that need to be, don't tell your best friends because they're going to stop coming by. You know, nobody, nobody likes a Debbie Downer. Tell your support group. If you don't have a support group, find a support group. Great one at caregiverdave.com. We've got 34,000 people who would love to listen to you vent, and then they'll vent to you. You know, you're venting to each other, and it's a safe place to vent. Nobody's going to get hurt. <laughs> a, ask for help. No, I got this. You know, are you sure? People are actually offering to help. Hey, do you need any help? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. But why are they turning down help? I don't know. Uh, who like it? But they, maybe they don't want to feel indebted to the other person. Maybe they 
they uh, will feel weak. No, no, no. I am a Marine. I could do this myself. I could handle this. Whatever the reason is, I'm sure there's a million reasons you can't. You can't do it yourself. You will kill yourself if you try. 30% of caregivers die trying mm -hmm. to do it themselves. If you're caring for an Alzheimer's patient, it's 40%. So you can't do it. You need to ask for help. Even the airlines tell us in the event of an emergency, put your oxygen mask on first before you help your loved one with their mask. Otherwise, you both will burn out. R, rest. Caregivers need eight hours rest every single night. The average caregiver gets two. Mm -hmm. I can't survive on two hours sleep. I don't know how they do it, which mm -hmm. the, the problem is they're not doing it. They're burning out. So get your eight hours rest every single night. Now, if something's happening that's preventing you from doing that, then fix it. You know, if your loved one is getting up every two hours needing to go to the restroom, get some diapers on them. You know, put a little porta potty you know, do whatever it takes. If they keep asking for a drink of water, tell them, well, you're going to have one drink, but the rest, you know, you can't because you got to wait till morning. Tough love, whatever it takes, because your rest is more important than theirs, okay? And then finally, E, eat healthy, nutritious food. Don't eat junk food. Junk food has chemicals, processed ingredients, uh, sugar, all that stuff will kill you. And to throw in a number five, we'll talk about guilt, the dangers of guilt. You know, there was a sitcom in the 70s called Sanford and Son. And <laughs> it was a great show. I loved it. Uh, it was about a caregiver caring for his elderly father who was very stubborn, very obstinate. It wasn't easy to do it. And he was always coming up with these harebrained things. And he would try to get his son to do stuff for him that wasn't in his best interest. And he would use guilt. And he says, oh. Oh, it's a big one. Elizabeth, I'm coming for you. And Lamont would work every single time. Lamont would fall for it. And that kind of guilt will kill you. It's like being handcuffed to your loved one 24-7 in caregiver prison with no possibility of parole. <laughs> Do it. So these are the kinds of things that we will be talking about at the caregiver conference that's coming up on November 10th and 11th. You guys want to add anything to this as we wrap it up? Yes, sir. If I may say that, that is so important because I, I like what Monica said earlier. I'm going to go back on that part is uh, she said that she was in depression and she did not know it. And that's one that's crying out for help in the midst of everything that's going on. And not knowing it is very key to the point of identity, identifying that. And you just spoke about it. It's all in the how too as well. And the biggest thing that my wife and I speak about the most is the spiritual part about it. So, which is very necessary. Not enough people do that. Very necessary. Won't get into all that, but it's very necessary. You know, I am a, a Christian and I, I couldn't be doing this if I didn't trust God that all things work for good. You know, you yeah. have a bad day. Hey, this is happening for a reason. God has given me the grace. Whatever it takes for me to get through this, I'm going to get through this because he promised he would. And guess what? Every morning I wake up the next day and I'm still alive. I got through another day. So you see, you tell yourself, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yes, you can. If you're going through it, he's given you the grace. He's given you the strength. He's given you the courage to get through it. And all things happen for a reason. Got anything, Monica, to add? Yes, I, I agree with everything that you all said. Um, and really for families to start having those conversations before it's time to have those conversations. Mm, I know that was really a pitfall for my family and I want that to be different. I started to have these conversations with my children early. Um, they're now 
23 and 20, but um, started having these conversations early so that they understand um, and that they make uh, sound decisions when it's time for them to have that and to put those things in place so it's not trying to find documents. That was literally what we had to do. We were trying to find documents. We were trying to right. understand there was no will. Um, there wasn't uh, enough to cover the funeral for my my stepfather because we, they wouldn't have those conversations with us. So I, it's so important for families to have those conversations. I actually met with a family last weekend uh, because they have a mother that's going through cancer treatment. And I was like, we you need to have these conversations now. What are her wishes? Um, does she have a, a DNR? Um, does she want um, advanced directives to really make, have those conversations before you need to have those conversations? DNR, that's do not resuscitate. Very yes. important yeah. because uh, I've got one because I don't want to hang around if they're you know planning mm -hmm. on putting ventilation tubes down my throat or you know feeding tubes and uh, you know uh even the paddles if they you know what are you bringing me back to you know is what's my mm -hmm. quality of life going to be these are all decisions that you have the right to make yourself don't let don't trust anyone else to make these decisions for you you know if you trust the caregiver then fine but you know a lot of times we don't know who's going to make these decisions so it's got to be put down on paper so many things long-term care I mean, would you, uh, let's just go, Keith, why should someone tune in, what is it, six hours? I know it starts at 8 a.m. Pacific, which is 11 p.m. a.m. Eastern for the conference on November 10 and 11. Okay, so it's 8 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Central, I think 10 o'clock Mountain, mm -hmm. and 11 o'clock Eastern, and it's going to go for six hours. Am I right about that? Yes, there's a break. So, uh, so mm -hmm. 5 p.m. Eastern, it will end. So why would and why should and why could a, a caregiver take time away from his duties, maybe set it up in advance so that someone comes in to help out so that you have your undivided attention to watch, uh, you know, this conference and, and some great resources? Why should they do that? What are they going to get out of it? Will it be worth it to them? Go ahead, yes. Keith, Keith and uh Okay. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, absolutely. Convince them because maybe they're not sold yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're not sold, then do us a favor. Take a piece of paper and count. Put down all of the things that's happening in your life currently that you're dealing with. And then also put down some of the things that you used to do that you would like to do, but is your life has been impacted by it. And then somewhere along the line, put in there what is going on with your health personally. That's having that you're having to pivot in your life as it pertains to your health. Why am I saying that? Because I'm speaking personally about my life. I have torn ACL, MCL on both knees, and I'm having to care, not having to, but we are caring for someone that we dearly love, but we're learning how not to neglect ourselves. And so many of us that's going through something in our life right now. There are going to be so many people like Monica, like Dave, and like different others that's going to touch your life some way, somehow, to bring an opportunity for you to have choices, to have outlets, and impact your life greatly. Yeah, thank you. That's a great form of self-care. Your question was the answer. That's it's not true. why could, would, should you attend. Why should, you can't afford not to attend. It's self-care, number one. And number two, it is making time out for yourself. 
so that you have a social support and a network of resources to care for others that, that you're caring for. That's the famous truth that's been out there in business. There's a cost if you do, but there's a cost if you don't, too. And weigh the cost, you know. Uh, if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't receive resources, you may die. You may get sicker than the one you're caring for or need a caregiver of your own. That's a heavy cost. What's the cost if you do? Well, you got to give up six hours of your life. What would you rather do? <laughs> Hello? Monica, you got something to add before we... Uh, say goodbye yes um i was told once that we should all be funneling someone should be pouring into us and we should be pouring into someone else so i'm thankful for my support system i'm thankful for my spiritual base uh, i'm so thankful that god has brought me here and i think this is also part of my purpose is to help others that are going through this journey to let them know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and we have to take that time to care for ourselves um, because me, we may not be here <laughs> if we're not here um, taking care of ourselves as well as our loved ones. So that's right. Uh, and when you don't, when, when someone is pouring into you and you don't pour out, yes. well, that's, that's the definition of the Red Sea. The mm -hmm. Red Sea has all these rivers going into it, but no outlet. So it's the, the salt is 10 times saltier than the ocean. Nothing can live in the Dead Sea. It just dies. Mm. It's a nice place to swim because you can float easily. But, you know, you need to let it out so that it can keep going. Yes. Uh, what do they call that in uh, the Disney movie? Uh, uh, <laughs> Lion King? What is that? Something yeah. like that. The circle of life. The circle of life. Thank you. I knew <laughs> well, all right. Uh, it's amazing how time flies when you're having fun. How can someone get a hold of each of you if if they want to learn more about what you do? Start, Monica. Yes, you can reach me at easing e a s i n g transitions at gmail dot com, and my cell number is five zero two. Five nine nine two one nine eight. I would love to connect to any caregivers. So thank Whoa, you. Whoa, she must be serious. She's giving out her cell number. Okay, <laughs> Keith, Doctor uh, Doctor Cat and Keith. Yes, KLDConsulters.com. Again, that's KLDConsulters.com. Very good. And I'm at caregiverdave.com, and that's your one stop for everything. Um, and just remember that all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on your favorite platforms. My number one selling book is Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, Spreading Wisdom All Over the World, available wherever books are sold. Also, my free membership website, caregiverdave.com, where you can also schedule a free 30-minute initial coaching call. Talk about whatever you're struggling with. 30 minutes of wisdom can often resolve a debilitating problem. Again, caregiverdave.com. And don't forget my Caregiver Dave Facebook online community. 34,000 caregivers, lots of tools, resources, videos, this radio show, and much, much more. And did you know if you click the like or follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on, it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google search engine algorithms. So a true heartfelt thank you to all my listeners mm -hmm. out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday, making us the number one caregiver radio show on the Internet. So until next week, same time, same channel. May God richly bless you all. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Dave Nassani, otherwise known as Caregiver Dave. And I'm coming to you live from this beautiful Acapulco Villa, which I like to say is the perfect prescription for caregiver burnout. And I have a unique opportunity to bring 
14 burned out caregivers up here so that they can decompress and do all the things that they need to do. But this is just a bonus. It actually comes with the six month Zoom coaching program. It's a one-on-one -on -one consult with me, Caregiver Dave, to identify where you are and where you need to go. It's six monthly small group coaching sessions to smash any obstacles between you and your ideal vision of what a caregiver needs to be and caregiver success. You get my three free books and instructions on boundaries, grief, self-care, organization, asking for help, learning how to say no, avoiding burnout, avoiding depression, avoiding perfectionism, avoiding isolation, avoiding resentment, delegation, team building, how to have fun, how to have no guilt, the importance of gratitude, and after caregiving when you're no longer a caregiver. But this seven-day bonus is absolutely free. It comes with the coaching program that you pay for. And the food is all-inclusive. I'm telling you, seven days and seven nights here is amazing. This is truly paradise. And I highly recommend it. For more information, go to caregiverdave.com. That's going to send you to my other website. And if you want a shortcut to get there immediately, just go to acapocodave.com. Thanks again. I look forward to seeing you in Acapulco. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing.